Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host, Judy Gold. And this week's episode is a very special episode. If you are a regular listener, you know that last year, just at this time, I interviewed Trevor Moore, the incredible, wonderful, talented musician, comedian. And we aired part one. And before part two aired, uh, Trevor died in a tragic accident and we held on to part two wanted to give the family time to grieve and we thought it would be appropriate since it's been a year to honor his memory and his incredible body of work that we um we air part two so here is part two of my conversation with trevor moore check out part one when you get a sec and enjoy. You become a page, which is like the most treasured, coveted, like NBC pages. I I mean, if we looked up a list of who was an NBC page, it's Regis Philbin. Right. Was Katie Couric an NBC page? I don't know. They were, I don't know. It was crazy, right? Well, they they get 50,000 applicants a year. 
And they picked 50, right? They picked 50. Like, you know, and and you have to, like, it is the most um, high pressure interview you could ever be in, which I botched. Like, I I, I don't interview well. I don't like. Um, right. But then you were like, oh, and by the way, I know you fucking hate me, but here's a letter from Laura Michaels. Like, <laughs> exactly. like what do they ask you in the interview? <laughs> well, they're like, where do you see the future of television? And, oh, shut the and, fuck up. All I'm this stuff. 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, uh, I guess Friends is going to be off the air. <laughs> Yeah, but I had a letter. I had like the golden ticket. So um, you guys graduate, right? And the whitest kids you know is, first of all, it is one of the, I mean, that fucking Abraham Lincoln sketch. Oh, yeah. Is so fucking hilarious. (laughs) What the fuck? We could not stop laughing. Um, Your sketches, you were actually named in like the top 25 sketch things of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Your sketches are so, and it's so interesting that the, um, the evolution of like, because a comic strip is like a mini sketch, right? Yes. And then, you know, getting this, getting to watch how sketches, you know, develop and evolve and, you know, what they cut and what they keep and how it, you know, grows over a week. And then, you know, you're in this group and it's, it's amazing. Right. Well, I mean, well it's, it, it's funny because like, you know, I, uh, me and Zach directed the show. Right. And you can really see it at the beginning of it. Like, cause of the way I, and I, and, and it was something, eventually I figured out why I was doing this, but I would direct it like a comic strip. Where it was like, you'd start out with somebody on the left side of the screen. Right. And whoever oh, yeah. can, whoever came in to do the joke would come in, would enter the right side of the screen. And so I was actually directing it as you would place the joke's timing in a script. And it like took me a season or so before I was like, Oh, wait a minute. You don't have to do it this way. Like this is, I'm doing this because of comics. Like, you know, that's so fascinating. I find people who write great comics are it's just, I mean, it really is a visual joke and it's so, yeah, it's, they're great. I mean, when you have a good comic strip, it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, you could, I mean, talk about satire and changing the world and speaking truth to power. I mean, it's the most. Oh, it, the cultural way of, yeah. I don't know if it's still that way, but like it, you, the cultural impact that comics used to have is insane. Oh, like, I, I don't think, think anything makes cultural impact anymore. Like right. everything's disposable and it's gone in two months. Right. But like the way, like what, the something, fa- I mean, I was talking about like, I, I was obsessed with David Letterman. Right. Um, a fascinating thing to me is that Letterman and Jim Davis uh, went to school in the same college, right. same year. Right. So they were classmates. Right. And as as successful as Letterman is, and you couldn't in comedy, you can't be more successful than like Letterman. Right. He still wasn't the most successful comedy person from his college. Right. Like right. you know, Jim Davis money is yeah, insane. Yeah, forget like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you ended up also doing uh, segments on the Tonight Show. So, so how did this go? You had this group, and yeah. then how did you break off? to get to do your own shit? Well, the show, you know, we 
we got a TV show. We won the uh, Aspen Comedy Festival. Right. That's right. Back when that was a thing. I love that and, thing. Oh, it was great. I mean, it was like it was it was like a Sundance for comedy. It's like oh where people God. got deals. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the fucking swag? I mean, I have so much shit from there. Like I didn't get any swag. Oh, I got jackets and hats and gloves and fucking. I didn't well, get shit. Uh, well, sorry. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, like, no, we didn't. We, we There's a swag tent. Oh, my God. We got. Well, I was I went for HBO and I would do like um, interviews and shit, you know, because mm-hmm. I did the show on HBO called At the Multiplex with Judy Gold, where I'd interview yeah. people as they came out of the movie. And so, but I started at the Aspen Festival, just interviewing people. And, you know, I was there when uh, Jerry Lewis said women aren't funny. Um, oh, was that on Was that on your show? No, I, I went oh. to that. He was being interviewed by Martin Short. Um, and uh, someone, Martin Short's wife, God rest her soul, asked the question, um, you haven't mentioned any women. Uh, and he, that's when he said, well, women aren't funny. Um, Holy shit. And do you think, it, yeah. Do you think that, cause Jerry Lewis was huge. Like right. you, you can't get bigger than Jerry Lewis. Right. Like, you know, but, uh, not a beloved person. Like, you not, know, like, know. like and do you think that was it? I think, you know how they always are like, you're like, oh my God, that person's so great. And he does, you know, and he did the muscular dystrophy thing and everyone thought he was a great person. It's like, it's like all the shit you find out about people now through social media, like, oh my God, this one's a fucking cunt or this one's a fucking asshole. He also did that Holocaust movie. Yeah. 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 But he, you know, I wrote this book and I, and I have, I, I love watching old comedy and there's a, there's a bit with him and Toadie Fields and they are, I mean, Toadie Fields to me was like, cause she was such a physical comic and so mm-hmm. like no boundaries, like crazy would do anything and just fucking hilarious. <laughs> and he belittles her and, you know, like about her, her weight and all this shit. And she's like, well, when I look in the mirror, I, I see Raquel Welch. And he's like, well, I don't, you know, he's just talking, you know, he's talking shit about her. And she goes, yeah, because I have a picture of Raquel Welch on my mirror. And it, it's just, you know, just the way he, he basically, the, he wouldn't say women were funny. He did. And someone was like, Lucille Ball. Yeah, she was funny. But it was like, it was so hard for him, mm-hmm. this misogyny, this like, it's so weird because like the other day we played tennis, my, my lover, Elisa and I, and we were playing um, tennis and the ball from the guys were playing tennis next to us and the ball went over to our side and the guy, Rich, who is like, you know, 60s, I don't know, mm-hmm. married kids. He's like, hey, sweetie. And... <laughs> For the rest of the time they were playing, I was like, hey, honey bunch, hey, hot ass. Like, I wouldn't stop. And Elisa doesn't want to, oh, he's older. And and it's like, but no. Like, he made you feel uncomfortable. And you're being like, oh, it's okay. And it's like, no, it's like inappropriate. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing is more fun than righteous confrontation. Oh, I, yeah. If you like, but my wife's the same way where like, if I, if I feel like I'm right, 
Like yeah. I love bringing it up in public to strangers. Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah. and she does not like that at all. Right, but, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right. So you, how did you get um, to do the Tonight Show segments with Jay? So uh, when Whitest Kids ended, we did five seasons. Yeah. And then I, um, uh, you know, it was it was a it was a blue sketch show. Like right. it was, you know, and so I, I kind of consciously was like, I want to do something that's very clean, you know, like because I, like I don't America. You don't want to have this. You don't want to be pigeonholed into exactly a filthy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to I want to do comedy that's like, you know, yeah. for for a little bit. And then there was a showcase um, and, uh, I believe they showed like some of my stuff. I don't know if it was my, my music or I think it might've been like, cause I was doing albums for comedy central at the time, right. but, um, I showed something at the showcase. I got an interview with, uh, the, uh, the Jay Leno people and they were like, well, we want you to be. So it, that was right when Leno was leaving the first time. Is this Bob Reed and, um, what's his name? Uh, Ross Mark. Ross, Ross. Yeah, Ross, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were my managers for a while when I was Oh. Family. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're great. Yeah. So like so they were they were basically like we're doing this new Jay Leno show at 10 o'clock. Um, you know, because when Conan was taking over, so Jay right. was going down to 10. And they were like, we need comedy correspondence for it. Um, like, can you write and like, you know, shoot things right. that we can air on the thing? I was like, sure. And so um like the first one I did, uh, they let me direct and then they didn't let me direct anymore because I took so long. But because uh, I was like, I was like really trying to right, do right, a right, good job perfect. with it. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a cinematic thing. It was like, right. uh, it was like an ER spoof and it had like Eric, it had Eric Andre in it and like all oh, these, wow. like, I was just pulling in like friends. Yeah. But it was like, in retrospect, I, I made like a really good, you know, right. thing for it. But um, they, so I would I worked on the Jay Leno show and then that stopped and then they were going back to 1130 because the whole like Leno Conan fiasco. Right. Uh, and uh, and then but they asked me to come with them. So it was like I, I actually got to leave the 10 o'clock and go to the Tonight Show. And I did that, you know, till the end, till uh, yeah. Leno like, quit. And you got health insurance, right? And <laughs> no, no, no. money and fucking sag after. I mean, you're fucking. No, I, I didn't get I didn't get health insurance through the Tonight Show. Like, no, I wasn't like I wasn't full time. No, but I, through sag after you did. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Central shit too. Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed. A packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer. And I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it and so that's a little caffeinated so i enjoy that because i needed it today and you know it's getting warmer out and what does that mean summer oh god please come it can't come soon enough and that means you have to hydrate and that's what liquid iv does it hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes vitamins and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. 
And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them, and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDYGOLD at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. At this point, you've now gotten this audience of, you know, white guy, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. 18 year people with an 18 year old boy sense of humor like me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now you got this other audience because you're doing the Tonight Show. Um, mm-hmm. And your parents are completely unsupportive, correct? No, 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 no. They're but they're they're supportive through the watch, right? I'm they won't you. watch. Right. They won't watch. Well, they won't. So I did a movie in 2009 that they Called wouldn't go Miss, see. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss March that they Miss wouldn't March, go see. Yeah. Um and that hurt a little because it was right. like, come on, it's a movie. I did a movie. Right. You know, um, but the Tonight Show stuff, they actually started being like, oh, we can watch this. Right. You know, so uh, so now I've, I've kind of hit like a balance, like because uh, now I produce uh, Disney programs. Yes. And um, with it, you created. Yeah. yeah walk the prank. I, yeah. You know, so I've been doing these like Disney things for the last couple of years. And so but then I'll also do like albums and specials and like and so like now my parents will ask me, they're like, is can we watch this one? I'm like, don't watch this one. Or like oh, that's this. Funny. That's funny. You can watch. You can watch this. Yeah. That's so funny because. I when I did the Aristocrats movie, um, <laughs> did, did, did. <laughs> and my mother Ruth, God rest her soul, did she watch did, it? Well, no, she was re, you know she read she always read the newspaper. She was a big reader, and she said, "Well, um, it says here uh, there's a review of the movie, and it says uh, you're one of the top five filthiest." Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, people in the movie. Uh, I hope you're uh, happy with that, Judith. And uh, I was like, oh, fuck. I, it, because I did that, you know, they came, Penn, Gillette, and... Um, it was uh, a fantastic movie, by the uh, way. It is, but I yeah. was like about to give birth. I literally was like gave birth like two weeks later. And I was pregnant and they come in and I'm like doing the aristocrats joke and it's all about getting fucked in the ass while you're pregnant and the fucking baby yeah. comes out and the whole, you know, and this just so filthy, gross, disgusting. And I come home and my ex at the time, I was like, I just said the most disgusting. <laughs> and she was like, you're a mother, Chidi. You're a mother. Okay? <laughs> what about when he 
did these kids go to school? And I remember, it was so embarrassing. And I'm like, so I called Paul and I was like, you can't do it. He's like, shut the fuck up. And, but, yeah. you know, but it <laughs> Now your mother and your ex, like, did they understand, like, no, the 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 importance of that joke. No, like, they, they don't, don't care. No idea. You know, my mother was like, you know, 80, whatever years old. And, and my ex was a fucking businesswoman. But it was like, <laughs> it's all about, it's, you know, it's like people in the arts. You, I mean, you realize, I mean, you live it. That people in the arts. Don't care what other people. I mean, we do care what other people think because we're comics, so we definitely want to laugh. Right. It's but, just it's your it's its own world. Yeah, it is. It's like no, I know I'm not doing this for other people. I'm not doing mm -hmm. this. You know, I'm not. My job is not to make other people feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it's to disrupt, and a lot of people don't want to disrupt. Um. Well, it's really just to like. Like, I need to do this to keep the demons at bay. Right. You know? I mean, if you lived in my fucking head, you exactly. would do the same sh I don't know what you would do because, <laughs> yeah. I Some quote, first of all, uh, as someone who's a music person, you know, I uh, you said sketch and music are very similar. What you love about them is that a sketch and a song, there's no connective tissue when you go to the next thing. Yeah. I love that. And it's, and you said you try to keep it to three minutes, but it's, it's interesting because I feel like sketch, you like, you don't know if it's, if you're doing like improv, I would, mm -hmm. I would equate that to jazz, you know, where right. it's like. Rarely good. Right. <laughs> here's, your, here's your topic. Go, you know, and unless you guys are like fucking in the same, you know, Sort of, yeah. and I said, guys, everyone. So I'm really anti they them. But <laughs> any, you know, it, you got to be in the same fucking playing field, like so connected. But yeah. a sketch has a beginning, a middle of an end, and an end. A song has a beginning, middle, and an end. And once it's over, it's over. And that's I love that. It's so true. And they're both musical. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, I, I think math is important. And I think that numbers are important. And yeah. I think, I think three is important. Yeah. Um, I love three, three in comedy, yeah. syllables, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with music. Like yeah. I, I think a song that's really going to hit, you're going to hit the chorus three times. Right. Like there's, there's, there's a numerical structure that music and sketch share. Right. Um, and I also think like, if you're, you know, at two and a half minutes, you should be wrapping up, you right. know? Um, right. I, I think a lot of times, you know, when people shit on SNL, um, it's it's because of the length. Yeah. And 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 that's actually a cost thing. It's because you can't do 90 minutes. You can't have, you know, uh, 30 sets in a show. Oh, like, yeah. You're, you're, I mean, and you're changing them at the commercial. Yeah. You're yeah. reined in by the amount of sets that you can afford. And so, like, that's why some of the SNL sketches are, like, eight minutes long, nine minutes right. long. It's And they go, like, they go past the point of their premise being funny. It's 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 a budgetary thing. Right. Yeah. You know, if you look at old SNL, they're longer. Really? Yeah. They're really long. You, you're like, wow, this is a really long sketch. And not as fucking complicated. Um, mm. 
but they're, they're probably coming off of because they're they're breaking the mold like they're they're still they're still right. part of that Sid Caesar show of shows right, that they're right. kind of like looking at. Like. Yeah. Growing up, I mean, did you ever watch like the Carol Burnett show or any old kind of sketch stuff? I wasn't allowed to watch anything, really. Like, um, like there's uh, like I anything with like curse words or right. I, I couldn't I couldn't watch Smurfs as a kid because I had oh, magic God. in it. I couldn't watch uh, He-Man magic. Um, so for some reason, the only thing that I was uh, sketch wise, the only thing I was allowed to watch was Monty Python. Um, and yeah, because it because it aired on like PBS, right? Like so, so that funny too. Yeah, yeah, and there'd be like nudity in it at some yeah. points. It was weird. It like it was this. Everyone just turned a blind eye to Monty Python because it right. seemed smart because they talked right. in the British accents and right. stuff like that. So that that was I could watch that, and I think that's you know why like you know I I love you know uh, Python and it was a huge oh, yeah. like influence and you know we did we actually got to be in the documentary about them. And I got to meet all of them except John Cleese. Um, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were great. They were great. I fucking love that. Um, you said another quote I read. You need to perform. You think the need to perform is rooted in some sort of emptiness. And yeah. I could not agree more. You know, when people say something about what I do, you know, that I, you know, I look, I'm 58. I still go out and do fucking sets, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, it, it really, the fact that I need to go out there and get laughs from fucking strangers that yeah. I have a better night's sleep when I do that, that yeah. that fucking is, is, is my IV, you know, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, look, my, I mean, most of my friends, or comedians. Right. Um, you know, like, uh, but if I have to make a, uh, if I have to, in my will say that if I die, who gets my kid? Yeah. Uh, it ain't going to be one of them. Right. Like, you know, right. it's, it's going to be like, uh, you know, like somebody who's like an accountant or something like, you right. know, like it, it, it's, it's, there's a, uh, it, there's a brokenness I and mean, it's cliche. You know, but like, you know, things are cliche a lot of times because they're true. Like, right. you know, there, there's a brokenness in in a lot of in a lot of in everyone. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's why I I have another life. Like I have a life and you're going to have another life because you have kids. You're going to meet people that you wouldn't normally meet because, you know, like if I just was a comic, mm -hmm. I'd just be around those people. But. I, I am 10 times happier in the last three years than I have been in my entire right. life up to this point. you're not fucking focusing on yourself. You realize, exactly. oh my God, it's not all about me. It, it really it is. is. Like I said to my therapist, I think, you know, some of the greatest days of my life were when I was like in the middle of fucking me, me, me work. And the nurse called and said, uh, your son is sick. You need to pick him up. And I was like, thank God. I don't have to right. fucking deal with and I can focus on someone else. You know, I don't want him to be sick, but it was like, okay, thank you, universe. Yeah. I get no. to take care of kid, you know? Kids are the greatest SSRI in the world. Like, oh, beyond. You know, yeah, it's like, because yeah. then, because it, it really does, it uh, 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 switch flips. You know, right. no, no matter what's going on in your head, you know, you go upstairs and then they're like, look at this truck. Isn't right. it cool? And then you're like, that is a cool truck. 
Yeah, and I love you more than I've ever loved anything in my entire life. What the fuck is that? Yeah. yeah. Um, the video you did with the computer on Coke, mm-hmm. the Harriet Tubman fucking Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the funniest things with that a was, fucking fake cock. That was, yeah. Is. I mean, like, I get it. Like, if I said to Elisa, there's a video of Harriet Tubman fucking, fucking Hitler in the ass with a fake cock. And, like, it's just something I is fucking hilarious. She'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, like normal people would be like, and I was like, oh, my God, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I fucking, like, that's how sick I am. Well, I love the idea of like doing, having like a positive message and going about it like a really stupid way, right, like right. being anti-racist, but then being like, yeah, we should, we should rape Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. you know, it's like great. And, have, and have like a civil rights icon yeah. be the person raping, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. The gays got married, by the mm. way, at being a gay is, I mean, I can't stop showing people that video. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. It, and your voice, you have such a bait. You're, I mean, you are so musically talented. You definitely got that singing from your parents, I assume. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have a beautiful voice. You could probably, you know, be in some fucking opera. I mean, do well, you study? Here's, no, here's the key to, uh, like, having a good country voice. Uh, smoke a pack a day uh, a lot and uh, and drink a lot of whiskey when you're young. <laughs> Like that just uh, really. I guess my ship has sailed. <laughs> that just really. Um, it really I mean, messes up the voice. Range is fucking great. But you know, now you don't smoke anymore because you have kids, right? Or, I don't. I've yeah. been doing the vape thing. Yeah. Yeah. And just the, what does the doctor say about that situation? They don't love it, but like Third it's point. better than it's better than smoking. And so like, you know, I'm from Virginia and like, you know, tobacco country and stuff yeah. like that. So like all my uncles smoked, yeah. you know, so I kind of have like, they're like the canaries in the mine, you know, and they're in their seventies and they're doing all right. So like, right. I gotta, I gotta think that like, you know, if I'm not smoking the cigarettes and I'm doing the vape, it's gotta be a little better. I don't know. You know, Elisa's grandmother smoked like a pack a day, maybe more, I don't know. And lived to 96. So there you go. That's the thing um, is like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Right. It's you like know? so weird. And then you yeah. have the commercials where the woman, half the woman's neck is out. And mm-hmm. she's like, ah, you know, I can't. Oh, terrifying. Have you ever, have you ever, uh, you never smoked? I did. I smoked from 15 to 23. And why, then, why did you get the ding for 15? I don't know. I was just, my finger was <laughs> Because <laughs> the gays call it married. No. Um, and I, my ex, Sharon, um, but you know, she doesn't want me to call her Sharon. She wants me to call her Wendy and my act, but I, I just call her Schwendy. Anyway, Schwendy, <laughs> um, I met her parents. Uh, I went to their house and they both smoked. The mother was Jewish. The father wasn't, um, three packs a day and the wall wow. were sort of tinted yellow. And we ate, din- we went down to eat dinner and it was like, <laughs> and after meeting them i compl- that was it wow yeah it that's was great awful so thank you Schwendy. three packs a day is that's impressive yeah, that's, that's- and, and then and they were like viceroy 
They were like fucking major fucking nicotine, like crazy cigarettes. And I just, I, you know, I enjoy the marijuana, but not the, but uh, we were just talking the other day. I was talking with my friend Ainsley and, and Elisa, and we were talking about. The bell is my favorite thing, by the way. Like I, it makes me, it makes me laugh every time. I love it. How many people write to me and they're like, the bell is really annoying. No, no, no. Double down more bell. I love it. But you know, sometimes there's a Jew on and it's like, (laughs) um, so we were just talking like if smoking was not dangerous. Like I fucking loved smoke. Like I fucking love it. It was the greatest. And and if it wasn't bad for your health, forget it. I know. Like, no, like drinking and smoking together. It's peanut butter and jelly. Like a a fucking nice tequila, like neat and chilled and a fucking or whiskey and a fucking cigarette. All right. It's it's incredible. Yeah. I fucking could talk to you all day. I think we could get a sponsorship from uh, Philip Morris. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) They got money. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked to my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. So right now you're working for Disney, which is fucking hilarious. I know. It's weird. Are, where are you located? Uh, I live in Los Angeles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do you like it? I love it. I, I, I like I, you know, I lived in New York for 10 years. 
And then I came out here and right. um, I, I, I really do. Uh, you know what? Uh, like um, I get depressed easy. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and weather plays a, a huge part of it. And it was just one thing I don't have to worry about anymore. Like, you, you know, know, like one of the, I always ask the, the guests two questions. One is what you do for your mental health, because, and if you're on meds or whatever, you know, I, I suffer from clinical depression Mm-hmm. I had, I recently had about three weeks, maybe of I'm quitting. I hate my life. I'm just done. I want to work in a store. You know, like I yeah. go through these low, I call my agent. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. They're like, you're not done, Judy. I'm like, I am. I'm done. And my I'm dad, getting- what are you going to do? Like, I get so, I yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm about to go into trucking school to get my like a class A license so that I can drive trucks just because I, I kind of want that there. Like I, cause, cause there's, there's, you know, not a month goes by where I'm like, what if I just faked my death and just like <laughs> just oh, oh <laughs> disappeared and started over. I was be a trucker. You know? Wow. I always say, I'm like, see, it's easy. Cause you're only what you're like 41, right? Yeah. So, 41. When you get to 58, it really is just real estate fucking license. That's all you can do, really. I remember- Did, did I you see to, Nomadland? No. Oh, my God. I got to see it? I watched it, and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to just, like, you know, I just want to, like, just travel around and, and work odd jobs, like clean boats, right. you know, for, like, a week and just, like, and disappear. <laughs> you know, it's so, yeah, it's so weird because before- all right. I'm at the age, like I have people I know 10 years older who've retired from their job job. And now they like, there's a woman Libby who works at the tennis club and she mm-hmm. is a retired, you know, educator. And it's like, like, yeah, yeah. I want to work in a fucking deli. I want to yeah. fucking work in a deli. I love sandwiches. That's a great um, one. You know? uh, working in a deli. That would be, I, I worked at Subway sandwiches uh, oh, in, fucking a. in college. It's so Zen. Yeah. Like you just check out, you're basically right. like, cause, cause you're, you're, I forget which side, but one of part of your brain shuts down and you're just making sandwiches and you're just like daydreaming. And, and then you're like, done. It's fantastic. And, and then, and you get as many sandwiches as you want to take home. You do. I'm working. I'm, yeah. I'm going to work at Subway. Yeah. Um, oh, don't, don't. The sandwiches are terrible. <laughs> I know that fucking fake tuna fish too. What the fuck is that shit? It's not what is any fish. of their stuff? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do for your mental health? Um, I, uh, what do I do for my mental health? I annoy my uh, wife a lot. Um, I, I ask her if I'm okay. And if, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, I, I'm on, uh, fluoxetine. Oh, me too. Fucking fuck. Fuck. Oh, I just got, it's Luvox, right? No, I'm my, I don't know. Mine just is fluoxetine. Paxil? No. All right. So this is what happened. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I fucking love you. I was on Paxil and then my doctor was like, you know, they call Paxil Paxon and you've gained a lot of weight. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. You're fucking rich. <gasps> Is that why I've gained weight? Yes. Ah. So, so then they put me on, um, no. So then they put me on Luvox, which is fluvoxamine. And I was getting really irritable. And I was like, and I just went on it because I was gaining weight on, on, on Paxil, which is paroxetine. And I'm telling you right now, I was on the Luvox 
And I just switched back to the Paxil because I gained so much weight. Even though you're not supposed to have weight gain on Luvox, hmm. I gained weight. I guess it was because of the fucking pandemic, which I have to tell you, when we were in quarantine, I was never happier. I didn't. I loved it. it. I loved oh it. Oh my god, me too. I, I loved fucking it. loved it. I was and like, I, I, and I didn't think I did. And then I went out to dinner for the first time, and there was a couple next to me that were so loud, and I was yeah. like. Fuck. I, I was like, oh, I, I missed. I forgot. I don't like any of this. Right. I hate yeah. you. I hate yeah. everyone. And I didn't have to go online and see everyone's perfect life. And like they're on vacation and they're doing 8,000 yeah. gigs. I, it was so great. I fucking miss it. Uh, did, I got I got COVID. Did you get COVID? No, I didn't get it. You did? I got it. But I got the good I got the good COVID where it, like I had no. So I got COVID because uh, Disney would test me three times a week. Right. And then I, it came back positive. I was like, could this be a false? Because I right. feel fine. And they're like, no, no, no. When it when it's false, uh, multiple come back. Like you're the only one of the whole show that came. So it's like it's not a corrupted batch or something. Right. You got it. Right. So I went up to I got a beach place. I went up to the beach and I just bought a bunch of tequila and pot. And I was like, I I'm, just, I'm just I'm yeah. just going to. I was like, I'm either going to die, so I'm going to go through it this way. Because this was at the time where you couldn't go in the hospital. Right. The hospitals in L.A. were full. So I was like, right. I'm either going to have like a last stand like thing or I'm going to be fine. And I'll right. and, I, and then and I have you know, a little vacation and I never got a single symptom. So I just wow. like already for a week. Lucky. Yeah, um, that could be your blood type, you know. I think a lot of it comes down to like that, that's what they're finding now. Right. Yeah. Is that it's a lot of blood type kind of thing. Yeah. So. Okay, so I, I don't know. I love the Paxil. I'm just letting you know. Um, okay. Then you have to take the Wellbutrin with it so you can have an orgasm. The thing about the Luvox, you can still, I think you can still have an orgasm, right? Me? Oh, well, I, 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 mean, I, I haven't gotten any side effects from it. Oh, you're so fucking lucky. Except that, okay. except that I have gained weight, but I just assumed that it was because I was like hitting my 40s. Yeah, so and it could be COVID too. Like we weren't, you know. Yeah, but I'm on it for OCD. Yeah, that's what Paxil is, OCD. Yeah, because I have like a crippling oh. obsessive compulsive disorder. It takes, it takes me a half hour to leave the house. So oh, like they, they put me- Thank you. Can you- They don't fucking understand. No one does. Like they're like, you're late to everything. I'm like, do you, do you understand what I did to get here? Like, and you also, know- I have ADHD with it. So mm -hmm. it's so bad because I will do this thing where I'm like, okay, I'm getting everything ready. And it's all going to be out, right? And I'm going to yeah. put it in the thing and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I plan the whole thing and I take everything out. And then I get in the car and I'm like, what? I left my glasses on the bed. I took them out on purpose. just to... And like, I fucking want to cry and kick myself. I fucking, I can't get out. It's awful. I cannot get out of the house. And my kids are like, okay, mommy, why don't you get ready now? And then we'll- right ready in an hour and then we'll all be ready and i'm like shut the fuck up you have yeah. no idea what's out of my head yeah you you know how uh early i got up to get ready for this so i could be but, on time <laughs> no i mean like you know i started oh, a half yeah. hour early yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah it's for, such bad ocd and th for, that for me it's leaving yeah. rooms it's tr it's transferring from one room to another right and so uh, like there's like rituals I have to do for each specific room to get through, like, you know, that. and then, so like at the end of the night, like I do all my stuff and I finally get in bed. And then if my wife like asks for something, she's like, Hey, can you get this from upstairs? Uh, I'm like, like <sighs> and I'm like, I, 
It's but now she's kind of yeah. like, oh, oh, OK, OK, OK. Like. If I'm doing so right here, the like with my A-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-H, um, if I'm sitting there like finally focusing like on something and Elisa says, I'm going to get the mail. I'm like, no, like, yeah, fucking train going through my head like I was focusing and you said you're gonna get the mail and now I'm never gonna get back there never you know it's so fucking fucked up that's why quarantine was so great it's because like you know I don't have to do my thing to get in my car I don't have to like you know I just I I can just sit in this room right and do whatever (laughs) forever I I know I loved it (laughs) okay my other question I ask is it's called Kill Me Now, which apparent Brandeis, by the way, came out with a new list of um, phrases you can't say. We played Brandeis. It was the one of the funnest uh, colleges yeah, to smart. play. They're, they're yeah. fucking smart. Yeah. But, and also, it was a fun party afterwards. They yeah. were like, ew. But they just came out with the list, and you can't say kill me or kill me now or I want to kill myself. So I, okay. I really can't even talk all day because that's all I fucking say. So what? I just Wait. get pissed off at everything. That's why I... I don't understand. The list said you're not allowed to... Right. So they came out with a list of terms that are no longer acceptable and words. Uh, Really? Yeah. No can do. uh, And long time no see. You're not allowed to say that. Why? Because it was for non-native English speakers. It's taken from them. You can't say tribe. You can't say trigger anymore, which is the whole fucking problem because it's gone. It's like fucking ridiculous. I can't take it. But these rules are just for young people, right? Like, you know, like young people. Yeah. I feel like don't you you get grandfathered into uh, things? That's what I I agree. (laughs) Like, like, I need to be grandfather. Like, no, I didn't. I haven't. You've been on the earth for like 19 years. You have no fucking idea. They yeah. have different meanings to us. When I say, hey, guys, I'm not like saying oh, gender. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So what pisses you off more than anything in the entire world? Oh, like uh, makes you crazy fucking angry. I hate. When people use the word hubby. Um. <laughs> I can't stand it. Hubby? Like this is yeah. my hubby. Yeah, I hate it. I I hate uh, man cave when people say that. Yeah. I hate like, um, I hate when everyone just starts having the same opinion. Right. You know, like where it's like, uh, where where like you go out and then like everyone has the exact same opinion, but like they're talking about mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you're like, you're like, okay, so something happened on the Today Show, or some right. some television shows did something where like now everybody's talking about this and right. the same, like you know, kind of like. But uh, I don't know. It's just words for me. But that's religion. Like that's exactly what religion is, and that's where you grew up, where everyone, you know, like these people who are like, oh wait, you're. You're um, gay. Wait, what do I think? Let me check with my pastor yeah. to see what I think about that. I mean, I like it, you, but yeah. Yeah, they're not thinking first. Well, right. like the thing, the first thing that weirded me out about organized religion um, was the, uh, the, the everyone saying things in unison. Right. Like, which I guess ties into like why. I, yeah. So you're sitting there and it's like, there's the call and response where they read a yeah. part and then everyone else reads a part. And, yeah. and it's just the, the, I remember being young and the sound of an entire room saying the entire, the exact same thing at the exact same time, just like sent off. It was a warning bell. Like it was right, like, right, I right. don't, I don't like this. I don't like so it. Interesting. Yeah. 
That's so funny. Cause whenever we did that in synagogue, I would be like, like just try to get it as fast as I could. Yeah. Right, it it just, accent. I do an accent. <laughs> well, that's good. Have fun with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the only way. Um, so, uh, can you tell me where people can find your, so, I fucking love you. I want to do oh. with you. I, I want to write a song. I want to do something. I fucking think you are so, Oh, well, let's do something. All let's right. do something. All yeah. right. I'll do it. And yeah. the big fat Lizzie. <laughs> um, uh, where can everyone find you? Um, well, I just I just finished uh, a season of uh, my second season of my Comedy Central talk show, um, which is on Comedy Central's YouTube. I guess right. you can find it now. Like you can look uh, um, up like the Trevor Moore show. Right. Um, me and the whitest kids do a uh, um, a Twitch channel that we're raising money because we have a whitest kids film coming out next year oh awesome uh, yeah it's animated i've never done oh, animation like and it's great you can get away with a lot of shit with animation i don't ever want to do anything else like yeah. you know after doing animation it's like there's no you don't have to worry about budget like oh, you really? can right. anything you can draw like yeah so uh we have a, a really cool animated film coming out next year that we're we're uh crowdfunding so we're doing That's it on uh, great Official WKUK at YouTube, at Twitch. We're on all those things. So, um, yeah. You're the best. I, I really, I, I have to meet you when I come to LA. I fucking think you're- Oh, so please cool. do. This was, yeah, this right. was a, so much fun. Like I, oh. I, I really enjoyed, you know, I saw it was going to be 90 minutes. I was like, I is that, can I talk for 90 minutes? But like this, this felt like 20. This was great. Oh, you're the best. I know. I feel like people think, oh fuck, it's 90 minutes, but- well, it seems like that's it's daunting when you read it on your email for the next day. You're like 90 minutes, like, right. you know, but this was this was great. Yeah, I love this. But I love I love people's stories. That's what. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Um, thank you so much, Trevor. You're thank fucking you. the best. Best of luck with everything. Uh, text me when you're depressed, because I fucking I text Gary Goldman when I'm depressed. I oh, I'm having a bad day because I can't get some days. I'm just like, I'm not going to get through this. So. Sure. We'll get ready for a lot of texts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with the lovely, incredible, kind, wonderful Trevor Moore. He is missed. The world is a lot less funny without him. Uh, Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. This podcast would not be possible without the help, loyalty, the trustworthiness of Brittany Joe Sowards, who was married to Samuel Richmond. If you uh, have not subscribed and left a review to the show, you're an asshole. And you really need to, because I need more people listening so I can keep doing this labor of love, because that's what it is buy my book. It's August. You're going to be sitting on the beach. Why not read something funny and easy and in, and and entertaining? Yes, I could say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Okay. So there you go. Uh, if you're on the Cape, I that would be Cape Cod people. I am through August. I am at the Art House on Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Not August 9 or 10, but all the other Tuesday and Wednesdays in August. 
If you live or are visiting uh, Saratoga Springs or, or Lake George or that area, I'll be at the mansion, the mansion, on August 18th. But you know what you could do? You actually could go to my website, judygold.com, and check out my calendar and see where I'm performing. Or follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, because I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. Speaking of which, I just got back from Israel, and I loved every minute of it. The food, I, I just... By the time you hear this, I'll probably have posted some photos of the food. I can't, it's like, and then I come back here and there's no comparison. Everything is fresh until even the places that look like, oh, I would never go eat in there. The food is fucking phenomenal. I did stand up while I was there. I I just loved it. I went to the beach. Um, I went to the Holocaust Memorial, Yad Vashem, which is, you know, that was the second time, my second time going. You could go a thousand times and still learn something new. But it was really great. Ben, of course, got it. Did you hear the Do you hear the siren in the back? Guess where I am. Okay. Anyway, but uh, Ben got injured uh, and couldn't play in the. Really? Is this okay? I mean, how slow is this cop car going? Oh my God, that was a long one. Okay. So Ben hurt his foot and couldn't play but he was like really engaged and he acted sort of like a coach to the three-on-three basketball team so he's a good sport and now he's back here in new york with me and i can't see the floor to his room because there's so much fucking laundry that i'm not doing anyway if you're still listening i just want to say you really have no life that you have time to like stay on till the end. And I love you for that. I really do. I love you for that. That's it. I I don't know what else to tell you. Can't believe you're still listening. Brittany's right behind me, by the way, everyone. Like she's listening to me do this. Yeah. Brittany, who's married now. And wrap it up. Shut up. (laughs) Anyway, I love all of you. Thank you so much for listening. And as we always say, so long.